Welcome to the Out of 10 Podcast. My name is Sage Jordan. And my name is Michael Vallejo Sevilla. It is list season. List season. Begin. 21. On God. On God. On God. On God. Um, <laughs> this is our second episode in our list season. Um, and in this episode, we're going to go through Michael's top 10 songs of 2022. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, anything you want to say about this list? Anything... It's a bit chaotic. It took a little bit of time to really kind of nail down. I did yeah, have to I lo- take a look at my, um, my my wrapped or not my wrapped. I guess my my Your Apple Replay. Apple Replay. You loser. Like like Get I was it. trying to like I was a wrap up. I wanted to say wrap up, but it was just wrapped because yeah. I was like it's Christmas. Yeah. So I guess that's why they put it out around this time. But yeah. yes, it's my Apple Replay. Um, fairly indicative of a lot of the things that I did. I also had to go back through like a lot of these tracks and. Not a lot were super replayed, but I do feel like some definitely were. Yeah. You know, it's tough to it's tough to to pinpoint a lot of these newer tracks into kind of like where they come yeah, land where they because, fit in. You know, I have a lot of like FK Twigs. Um, you know, still even like the weekend. Yeah, the weekend. I was just and about FK to say was, the yeah. weekend was all was highly replayed, mm. but that's a product of it being an album the that came out. First album that came out. First yeah. album that came out of the year. So like, you kind of have to re kind of like. Rejig a lot yeah. of these things, like right? For for me, like, my top track is "Yes, Mom" by like Tessa Violet. Oh wow, yeah. And I'm like, I loved it, but I also replayed it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, even me, like um, Don FM, I listened to that album when I was cleaning this place out. Yeah. After when I when I got oh, my floors yes, replaced, yes, yes. I was like my mopping clean album here, and I'm like, holy shit, time's flown. Oh, time it it feels like a longer year. Which I kind of like. But it feels like it's really, like, the like fall has really sped up. Yes. I feel but, like after Oshiega, everything just, like, sped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, so we're, today, our episode will go over my top ten tracks of the year. And I'll list them off and give a little bit of reason why yeah. I love them so much. Um, and I don't, I, I'm going to say, like, I don't think we're going to overlap a lot this year. I don't think so. I think... I think like at, at each year we do this show, our lists get further, straight further and further away from God's light. Yeah, just are different. I, you know, it's very, it's become very apparent like how much I love like my pop girly shit, and you do too. Like, like it's not surprising. Today, <laughs> today I, I feel pop girly shit. Today I feel gay. <laughs> today I feel gay. Today I feel soon. <laughs> Uh, a shout out to Morocco beating Portugal. Good job, Africa. It's going to take me a lot to drag me away from you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, top 10. So we're yeah. going to go in reverse order, So yeah. going from 10. And honestly, this 10 spot was very, 10's very... 10 the hardest one. It's the, it's the hardest one. So there are a few tracks that I thought could have gone in there. And I'll just list off three very quick ones yeah. that I thought would... Or maybe even should, but you know, I ultimately decided on, on others. Después de la playa by Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. I love like the tonal shift right there. This Enchanted is actually one of my most played songs. Oh, by Hatchie. By Hatchie. Uh, Bored in Bristol. Uh, Alien Superstar by uh, by Beyonce, Beyonce. And Darkness at the Heart of My Love by Ghost. Ghost. But ultimately, yeah, my top ten, my number ten, is Good Ones by Charlie XCX. Oh, that's that's. Interesting. I know, and I think that I was like, you know, one per truck, one per like artist. I'm like, is it yuck? You know, constant repeat. But I, f- I saw constant repeat was on a lot of lists. But I'm like, I liked a lot of other songs more than constant repeat personally. And I felt like this kind of group in our last uh, 
episode where we talked about risers, mm. we talk about like Charlie XCX, you know, being like something that's a constant repeat. Like this, this track I feel like is a really easy and accessible song, but at the same time, I'm like, it almost wants me more because of how short it is. It's two minutes and seventeen seconds. Yeah, long. like I, you could go, you could have, an, you could fit one more pre-chorus and chorus. And yeah, and it makes you wanting more. Oh, yeah. but you know what? I think that's also part of the intention because you know there's a sort of like unfinished business to this. Yeah, like the songs suggest. It it belongs on a, like an end of year playlist, a running playlist. It's yeah, you know, uh, Oshaga playlist. Like seeing it live also made it like bump it up a little bit yeah, yeah and yeah. i think that it's just kind of like a resurgence of yeah, this yeah. this charlie and so I, I i'm just so turned on by this track overall so mm-hmm. good ones by charlie xcx fun track man it's charlie man yeah not pooth but <laughs> <laughs> you always get a shoehorn in charlie pooth somehow Those voice notes voice notes um my number nine and i'm gonna stick with a little bit of a oshiaga run here it is the only heartbreaker by, by Mitski. Mitski, um, which is a, a bit of it's like a weird one because it was like a late November list, like really late November, like when lists were done, so they didn't show up anyone's twenty twenty one list. Yeah. The only the only twenty only person who put it on the twenty twenty one list was fucking Obama. Yeah, Obama put uh, it on his list. So like yeah, there the it was like it was so it came out so late, and yeah. I had to make that decision like. Is it's it that really good, bo- though. It's it not is good. that good. And I feel like it really kind of came alive for me at, in, like, 2020. Like, this year. Like, it really, really belonged yeah. here, despite its very, very late inclusion. So, it's just this chorus. Holy fuck. Oh, that, <laughs> like, that new wave chorus is too good. And, like, the live performance to add it onto it. Like, it really kind of elevated this song for me. But it, this song in particular really caught my ear and really made me appreciate Mitski overall. I mean, you know, look, you know, you having listened to Mitski much earlier on, uh, there are some people who don't like this version of Mitski, but I do think that this is just like a, almost like a very perfect, like, retro throwback. It's the same, same lyrical song. content as her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just a little bit more palatable, but I think it's a little bit more focused and really drawing from like, you know, like your 80s, like new wave. Kind oh, of yeah. Stuff. It's, like, it's, it's The new wave fuck with yeah yeah but it's just it's a fun track but also not really a fun, <laughs> fun track you know yeah <clears throat> but I, I do love the little twists and turns about this song while still being kind of an infection infectious earworm yeah. to it hmm. so Mitski's uh the only heartbreaker i'm still sticking with this fucking oshiaga run here <laughs> <laughs> uh and it's the yeah 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 spitting. Whoa! Off the I edge wasn't of the expecting world. this one by Perfume Genius. <clears throat> I would not and have it's thought something it would... that stuck around, you know. And especially because I... like we were we like it was their first song on their set, yeah. so we were like walking to the washrooms yeah. while the song was playing. <laughs> yeah, um, I was. I did. I did not expect this to be on your list. It's a good song. Ultimately, it's like haven't listened to like the Perfume Genius. Just like light inclusions, I love me some perfume genius. Yeah. Anyway, the live aspect of it, so like, mm-hmm. wow, it's it it's a big sound, and it was even bigger, you know, on stage. I just think that like there's sort of like a, despite them being quite old overall, like even perfume genius, there's a sort of like revolutionary like tone to like the lyrics to this that I kind of like 
see as a sort of movement. I don't know if anything will come out of it, but it is sort of like a little anthemic in that way, but covert. Didn't have to be kind of heavy-handed. Also, it's just kind of like fucking cool. Like yeah. Everything, how he kind of builds up and builds up a little bit slowly. It only kind of creeps into you and just just says spitting. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that yes. one guitar riff, the wow, like the droney guitar in there. I mean, when it hits, you can't huge. go wrong with a nice big droney guitar yeah. like that. It just yeah. drives this. And shit. like when you talk about, like when we talk about Oshega, like I, even though we saw Charlie in a few great, great acts that Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. hearing this, like I actually like it kind of brought me like, holy shit, I'm actually at this music festival and I'm actually like seeing bands live again. Like it yeah. kind of like hit me in a weird way, so I can see why it would like. Stay, stick with you it, be a top song it it kind of fits in a place for me where like Wolf Alice was last year yeah you know album wise song wise and I feel like it needed to be represented and it's just something that I kind of like look back and like oh yeah 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 so I'm like oh yeah this track and like you know when I was way on like work on a work trip I was like mm, this track <laughs> yeah so it really, it really it really is one that kind of stuck around that I didn't replay a ton a ton like i would like good ones like where it kind of fit on any yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing i think it's one that i would look at mm-hmm. like the title of the track put it on and be like ah i'm reminded exactly mm. why i really like this track so much so that's my number eight <clears throat> uh my number seven so Oshega from <laughs> no 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 okay. i think we're, 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 we're done we're okay. done i'm like we're done the Oshega run yeah okay. sorry not not to be do not to, no to, no to be do. Which I, I was wondering <laughs> if that would be in there. I was wondering if Wolf. I know, I know. There were. It was it was a strong album, and I couldn't really pick out which. I was debating if it was going to be <clears throat> Call on Me or if it was like To Die For. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah, pick yeah. it. <clears throat> but I do highly recommend that album. Yeah. Definitely one of the stronger pop albums. It's uh, L'Enfer by Stromé. Stromé. One of the earlier. Uh, tracks that i will say that uh kind of stuck around i was debating whether like this one or something from like fk twigs would inevitably make my my top 10 but i ultimately kind of settled on like this one i do like the darker themes more personal uh like suicidal thoughts contemplated you know like uh, strome had been away for like what eight years that's yeah, been a while it's been a long time and there always been kind of like teases here and there he'd make small appearances he'd still go like live and, yeah he'd do live performance and he'd do like a live performance here he'd like release some clothing line you know <laughs> left and right or whatever he's it fucking is frank ocean that's what he's, he is. he's frank ocean with like a kid <laughs> yeah. and like not as like not as i wouldn't say enigmatic in the sense that like Frank Ocean just disappears. Yeah. And, and and to be fair, eight years is a long time. Or and, releases a cock ring. Stormy's like, I know my friends, uh, yeah. Tiny Desk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but there's a sort of like, I don't know, like this fucking, like that, that the effect that he kind of has at this chorus right after he says I'm in hell, like, like, like it's just, it's fucking wild to my mind. It's just weird. It just does something that just scratches an itch so deeply. <laughs> my French your French itch my French itch um and yeah I just think he kind of does it again and it makes me really kind of appreciate like the artistry of like yeah. doing something that's like very simple palatable but also being able to kind of touch on something you know that's not so hidden like it's really very like in your face but also like if you just want to like a really kind of nice you know electronically based mm-hmm. track you don't even have to listen to this yeah. and understand what it's saying. You can kind of get into it. So he kind of serves like a couple of different uh, audiences very, very well. So 
Number seven, L'Enfer, Stromae. Yeah, it just scratches that, my French itch, if you will. <laughs> um, what, we're on six? Six. Look, Sage, never fucking hand me a camera, ever, when I'm performing. <laughs> I wish I knew, man. I wish I knew I could... Finish the lyrics. I wish I knew. You wanted me. I wish I knew. Is that actually the one-off Germany uh, Rights? <laughs> exactly. Okay. It's Bad Habit. Okay. Like, I piss in poo when I, I want to pee. I was wondering if it was like some random other one. Like no, static no, no, or... no, no, no. Uh, I wish I knew. Steve Lassie. I think this is one of... It's kind of neat when you see like uh, an artist that you've liked or like you've, you've listened kind to, of, like followed a bit. But like, I'm pretty sure like we knew Gemini Rights. Like we listened to them before like it got big on TikTok. Oh and yeah. To see it rise and all of a sudden be like number one on Billboard, and you're like, wait, that's Steve Lacey? I know trends. <laughs> you're like, it's like bad habit to me was one of those songs where I was like, I'm not old. I'm not old. I'm still I'm still trendsetter. I still get trends. <laughs> It's, yeah. I think it kind of, like, it really speaks to sort of, like, it's all in the lyrics. It's not terribly sophisticated, but it's just so damn catchy yeah, and relatable. Yeah, it's so catchy. And it really, actually, I think the most underrated part about the song is the very end, where it just completely switches where it, up. Where yeah, it switches up with the acoustic guitar? Yeah. 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 So it actually makes it a lot more relatable and a lot more human, because, like, this, this entire piece here is the most repeated part. Well, even this, yeah, like this. Yeah, even this part here. It's, has, a, bit, it's a good, like, vocal <coughs> shift where it's kind of impressive. Yeah, so I think it's just an overall very catchy song. It's like maybe my one TikTok influence on one of two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. TV. <laughs> um, I don't know where some of the other ones lie. I don't know. Yeah, TikTok yeah. could be anything, right? Yeah, exactly. But that is my number six song. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and it's something that I enjoyed. Yeah, exactly what you said, like. It's something I caught on early. I was like, oh, I fucking love this song. And then all of a sudden... It blew up and you're like, okay, I feel right. I'm like... I feel right. Is this... Am I, I did it. Am I vindicated? Am I selfish? I am I, For wrong? me, I just feel like... Yeah, for me, I'm just like, no, I feel young. Because I feel yeah. like I caught a trend yes. before a bunch of kids did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Phoebe Bridges is one of my... Yeah. Um, you know, chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. But now we got to keep searching. Now we keep searching. <laughs> this is one, but I, he doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. Um... My number five. Now we're now we're now we're in now we're in some mm. serious business. Yeah. It's uh by Rosalia. It's Saoko. That I was trying to figure out which one you would put there from yeah. one. I was wondering if you know uh like it, is a cheat. <laughs> it, it, it could have been hentai because I actually think that's a, a really beautifully written song. Mine would have been Chicken Teriyaki, Chicken, obviously. It's a fun track too. That's a pretty yeah. fucking bang banging track. I really love this album. But I needed to pick a song, and I wanted to pick a song that I actually really listen to a lot. I also don't really know how to connect this song, but I think ultimately the song really kind of touches on like. I forgot what, how good what, this beat drop was. I know, I know. She, the interpolation of like Daddy Yankee's track, like Salco, yeah. right? You know, really is about like change and transformation. Like she really kind of, especially towards the end of the song, right? Yeah. Or she's like, I'm this, and I transform. Like, I'm a butterfly, I transform. Right here. Boom. I think it just bangs so hard with the bass, but it's also quite minimal, right? There's not a lot going on, but it, like, hits a packs a punch. It packs a lot into it, and it's not a long song. It's, like, it's it's barely (laughs) longer than good ones. Yeah. (laughs) So I think she does, like, a really good... Like, I know, like, some of the criticisms uh, of her in, like, the Latin community, but 
I'm like, I can't resist this shit. This thing fucking. This thing goes yeah, harder you're a huge than you. Th- mommy st- or, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been a yeah, I've, I've been you on fucking a, love but again. Trends caught it early. Caught, it. caught this shit a early. Whole album earlier. Uh, yeah, honestly, um, it's yeah. This part here, holy fuck! But it, it, this last part kind of reminds me of like Jesus. Yeah, the high pitched. There's these these kind of industrial aspect of it. There's a sort of like I don't know where I'm going. But she kind of embraces this change. She's like one to kind of like grab from a lot. You know, someone can say like it's appropriation, but I think there's a lot of like working with artists such as Arca that are able to kind of like impact and influence the direction of like your own like album yeah. and songs. And that's kind of apparent here. And I think it's like super representative of like the rest of the album. Like it's, you don't really know what you're kind of getting, but there is elements of like, you know, like your uh, reggaeton, but also like. Uh, like she did like flamenco mm-hmm. obviously yeah. your Latin pop and pop and a little bit here and there but it's she puts it together really nicely and I think it's just kind of scratches that Spanish itch I guess <laughs> if, if I may the world itches world, world cup itch <laughs> oh, was world I, show, cup. I was gonna say is that number one Ecuador <laughs> Argentina Suncia 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 mate what you want <laughs> <laughs> that's my number five all right my number four yeah is mother i sober by kendrick lamar kendrick so this is the second longest track out of I, my top 10 i do like the beth gibbons hooks those porters had like trip hop vibes a little bit like the spitting off the edge of the world there's a sort of um it builds there's a build to this this track where it's very minimal just keyboard like just the piano yeah. and just kendrick whispering into the mic right and you'll you'll get beth gibbons here as well to kind of elevate this track you know he first starts talking a bit a little bit about himself like a lot of like i feel like it's very representative of a lot of like the album and then kind of extrapolates overall to like the black community the black experience about like certain like toxic elements and something that you kind of need to confront one that he has taken upon himself to kind of lead i guess for himself the charge in kind of addressing like the shittiness that that he is probably like propagated uh and like something that he's kind of maybe benefited or he suffered from himself talks about his mom talks about like shit his addictions not necessarily addiction but something like he talks a lot about lust and that's like a certain like yeah which has been around every single album to some degree or or other and i just really kind of like like how though i'm kind of almost like aimless right because it almost feels like he's feeling around in a dark room to begin with and then there's some sort of clarity towards the end Mm. And I really love like how it kind of settles itself as like a like a penultimate track uh, overall. But I think like yeah, if, if if you if you don't want the drama <laughs> of <laughs> we cry like together, me, yeah. <laughs> um, and if you don't want to deal with like the super very personal and touchy subject of like Auntie Diaries, I think this track for you know Mr. Morrell is the one for you so mm. i mean it is for me at least uh, but it's like a much it's buried towards like the end of the album so mother i sober by kendrick Lamar. So close to seven minutes long yeah it's like 646 but i'll do you one better sage 
my number three track is more than seven minutes long. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I mentioned this one before. It's by Black Meaty. It's, uh, it's, it's the, the race is about to begin. The thought, race is about to begin. I thought you were gonna say it's all too well, ten minute version. <laughs> no, 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 no. This fucking album, but this track. I forgot to. Is let's he starts talking about this guy called Tristan Bongo, and this guy. You know, he finishes, like, he wraps up his time in the army and gets addicted to fucking horse racing. (laughs) (laughs) So the first half of this track, like, like the first two and a half minutes, three minutes, is about, like, you know, the crowd and, like, you know, like, their lives. And, like, you know, like, he's just one of them. But this goes into a descent. This man (laughs) is so fucking addicted. He's lost himself completely by the end of... This seven-minute, you know, yeah, yeah. post-rock, uh, jazz fusion. Yeah. It sounds like a descent. You realize, like, many kind of allusions in throughout the song is like, "Am I in heaven? I am in hell." To some degree or another, he's not. He's not specifying that, yeah. but hell being like a big, big theme throughout this entire album. That this guy's. Addiction has probably gotten him to a place where he no longer recognizes what's reality, no longer recognizes himself. He's in a sort of purgatory. So he's kind of like so far fucking gone in horse racing <laughs> and this addiction that it's driven him to nothingness and, and it being everything to him. Mm. But the the pauses like here earlier on and then it and like the sudden drops and the quickness, you know, like shit, like, you know, there's a thrill to and and there's an obvious like allure to betting, right? Yeah. So I feel like it touches a lot on that, but instead of like really touching a nerve, I feel like it it, it thumbs down on a lot of these things. Yeah. When it really needs to kind of drive that home because there's a certain like thrill to it, but then like once it's gone, there's an emptiness. But yeah, it's a tough sell <laughs> for uh, seven minutes and song. fifteen seconds, but. I feel like your number one song is going to be like a 15-minute song because you're just, you're just building up now. Uh, yeah, it's only getting longer. Well, I mean, you know, I, mean, I go from a, t- so, a two-minute track. Black Country New Road is song of the year. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <coughs> uh, yeah, listen to Black Mini, but honestly, it's it, it's not it's not something that makes me cry. It's not emotional, but it's also something like fairly cathartic, but not in the same way that Mother I'm, Sober is. Or, horse racing at like Lac Lamy at the casinos? Fucking addicting. Well, listen to the shit <laughs> I know, next I time you go. No, when I listened to it, I was like, <clears throat> that's why like, I, I listened to it like once or twice, and I was like, I, this is me. This has been me when I'm at the casino. I, I was debating whether I should put like Welcome to Hell, Hell. and which is a much shorter track. Yeah. yeah. But one that kind but of. But I do think like that. just like the craziness of the like the theme of this He's song so is so chaotic. funny. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Oh, we have two more tracks here. Yeah. <clears throat> and. We're going. We're going Canadian here. We're going Canadian. We're going. We're going country. Oh, and I think you might know this one. There may be some overlap. I'm. I'm gonna Shania guess Twain. Yeah, no, close. It's uh, "Come On, Baby, Cry" by Orville Peck, which was my top listen song this year. Really, to my Spotify rap. It's funny. Yeah, I. For one, this is a really easy song for me to sing. It's actually in my perfect vocal range. <clears throat> Because as a baritone, the lows are very comfortable, mm. and the highs quite comfortable. Yeah. Besides that, I honestly think this is a super endearing track, 
very just find another gig at the bar same find, time. exactly you know <laughs> um it's universal right yeah. you know whether you're in a relationship or you're not like it's a sort of like mm, it's just like still yeah, letting someone cry <clears throat> but again like it's it's fucking country music where there's like a a bit of a toxic masculinity to it yeah and then to make a song where it's like hey let's two a vulnerable men in a public place I don't give a fuck. You can cry. You no, can do like, what you want. This, this is yeah. ours. This is our space. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like let it. let it, let it out. And it doesn't really matter who. It, it really doesn't matter who you are. But it creates a sort of like, like calmness to it, yeah, right? Yeah. But like the charging and the bull and the the countryness to it actually makes it a little bit like okay. Like you might have some hesitance, you know. Like mm-hmm. even like at the beginning of this verse. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Wow, oh, someone just turned. Someone's. <coughs> I it, like. I just fucking love sad shit like that. It, but yeah. it's. He, it, it's. It's like. How do you make a gay white knight? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it is. But also like super endearing because it's so. It's delivered with so much charm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where it makes it seem like. It's definitely just like a I'm trying to. Like, nothing, nothing you can do is wrong, yeah. right? It's like, nothing yeah. you can do in front of... Like, if Orville sees you and he's like, you're crying, so no matter how you react... feel safe. It's like, whether you cry, whether you're pissed off, whether whatever, it doesn't matter. He's just going to be like, okay, just let it all out. And there's not... In a, in, a, in a country world, that's not what you would expect. There's a lot less... You get judgment. a lot of girls, like, like, Carrie Underwood being like, throw his shit out! Go run him over! But in, you know, uh, and 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 but that at a time like it it makes sense. But there isn't an anthem <coughs> like that f- in like everybody. modern country right okay. now. That's like <laughs> let your emotions out, whether that's like in any way you see fit. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of country, female country, has that. Yes. And I think this is like the one time where men get their. It's poppy enough, very country enough, but an old timey enough. An old timey. There's a time, <laughs> but there's a timelessness to this. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's neither. It lives in an in, like an eternal space that you can pop this on and like, it's produced super well. That it's yeah. very clean. That you kind of like have this on at any year. You yeah. know, and and I think Bronco rules, man. And I honestly think that you can you can give this to anybody. You can give this this track. You I have might not. I haven't given not it to a lot of people. Give it to like a country lover. No, I give it to my coworkers and everything. I just go right? plop on, come baby crying if you. That's good. You're gonna like Orville because it it's a little sad, but but then but you it feels know happy. it's chargy. It's yeah, happy, yeah. right? So there's there's sort of comfort in it. So mm-hmm. and I fucking love this track and the fact that I spent like three minutes talking about this <laughs> and how much I love it. I got I'm all just, emotional. Yeah, it makes me get emotional yeah. because it's so so. But fun. I mean, he literally is telling you to do that. Yeah, there's a space for that, and I think it leads in. Very... So I have no idea what your number one is now. Um. <laughs> uh, what do you think it is? What, what, what? It's not I piss and poo when I want to pee. The loneliest time. <laughs> I nailed yes, it. Sir. I was like, okay, it's got to be a song that like has similar vibes. So. I know. There's a sort of like, <laughs> I'm coming back for you, baby. And that's not even the part that gets me. Like, that is such a... Yeah, it's the loneliest time, and I feel like that song makes me cry <laughs> inside, and makes me want to like I don't know, it just makes me so nostalgic, sad. There's a sort of like I don't know. Yeah, I don't get that with this album. I just personally, get, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I get a lot with I'm this. Definitely album. a different level of. Uh... But I, 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 I've come to really, really appreciate the song, 
and it's very different from a lot of different like a lot of Carly Rae Jepsen stuff overall. Like there's a there's a lot of like woe is me kind of girlish, you know, stuff that she's done in the past yeah, yeah. Like, with emotion. And I think that this is a a clear departure from that, but not not too far. Not too, too far from it. It definitely feels like it's actually someone in their 30s going through it. Yeah. As opposed to... It's I mean, maturing. She was like, what, 28 or something when uh, uh, Motion came out? So yeah. it definitely feels a lot... The other stuff definitely felt like less immature to the point where it's like, I could just drink <clears throat> and then get over with. This is like, my sadness is far gone. <laughs> yeah. And there's a sort of acceptance to it as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I think there's... Um, I think Rufus Wainwright adds just a little bit to the song that I thought, oh, this is kind of interesting. Like, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of a... You don't think of Rufus, Rufus Wainwright to add... All our mom, all the moms do. The ones <laughs> who buy his NAC tickets. Yeah. Um, maybe next time he's out there, I might actually go see him. <laughs> he's fantastic, fantastic vocalist. Um, and the different faces of this song. Like, you think it's... You really think it's like... Definitely multi-layered song. It's, it's multi-layered. And, 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 and the thing that kind of that blew up on TikTok was, like, the bridge... I'm coming back, you mean? And the way it kind of ends, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's it ends up being something else completely, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's some sort of like clarity and finality to it, or an acceptance of something that might not ever happen again uh, towards the end of the song. And it could be a lot of things. And I th- honestly think that my thesis that she's only ever written songs about her cats still rings true here. Not as good as Lord's <laughs> Onion Rings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, this one. It's I don't think she hides it very very yeah. very. She made an entire video about it. So yeah. Uh, Kyrie Jepsen's The Loneliest Time featuring Rufus Wainwright. Song of the Year. Song of the Year for me. And I, I, told, I told Nicole, I'm like, this is my favorite song of the year. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it, it's, it's, it, I feel like with some of these, like with publications, yeah. I feel like there's a sort of like aggregator thing and there's yeah. a sort of like approach to singles. And, and mind you, this was a single to yeah. come out of it. Western Wind was the pick. Uh, for this could have been Beach House, could have been any, and it, yeah, uh, yeah. a few other tracks that that kind of gone there. But ultimately, um, I think the way we kind of do it is is a lot more personal. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's very opinionated. So I I don't know if we overlapped, but just to kind of recap yeah, of, yeah. of of what my top ten are <clears throat> from from there was not to too much too much overlap. Can be honest with you, <clears throat> I'd be surprised. I'm actually surprised if there, yeah, yeah. if there would be. I mean, maybe he's coming, maybe crying. But anyway, uh, at my number ten, it's. Uh, Good Ones by Charlie, Charlie XCX. Nine, The Only Heartbreaker by Mitski. Uh, eight, Spinning Off the Edge of the World featuring Perfume Genius. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, number seven, L'Enfer by Stromae. Um, number six is I Piss and Poo When I Want to Pee. It's Bad Habit <laughs> by Steve Lacey. Um, is there actually someone on TikTok who like changed the lyrics or is that just you? <laughs> If someone... You know, you know when there's like, what's his name? Yeah. Who's that? Is like, uh, what's his name? The dude who does like the gay lyrics. Oh yeah, someone did that. And if someone didn't, what's his I name? Must have been there's like two up. of them. <clears throat> there's two of them now who do like oh, all yes, these yes, yes, uh, yes. different rap, uh, like the gay versions. gayification, yeah, or the gasification of, of it. Yeah. Uh, number five, Saoko by Rosaria. Uh, number four is Mother I Sober, Sober by uh, featuring Beth Gibbons uh, by Kendrick Lamar. Number three is The Race Is About to Begin by Black Meaty. Number two is Come On Baby Cry by Orville, Orville. Peck. And number one is The Loneliest Time 
uh, right. featuring Rufus Wright by Carly Rae Jepsen. Only man who keeps the NAC. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> two, top two tracks, Canadian baby. Let's there go. go, Maple. Canada. Sage, where Supporting can the them. people find us? At a ten podcast dot com. <clears throat> Uh, to hear all our episodes and our subscribe links and our write new music links and add a 10 podcast on Facebook and Instagram so this is Michael's top 10 songs of 2022 make sure you uh, listen to the last episode which was our Riser Sliders albums of 2022 sponsored by White Castle White Castle (laughs) and uh, next episode will be my top 10 songs okay bye